0: Welcome to Remotely Creative, a REMCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm joined by video and performance artist, Caleb Lindsay. Caleb is best known for producing a series of politically charged videos that satirize soap operas, but he's also a musician, actor, mixed media artist, and the list goes on. Caleb, thanks for joining me today. I know it's a simple question, but it's pretty loaded. How are you?
1: Uh I'm doing what well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to do this. Of course. Um, I, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's it's a weird, very weird, like awkward time, like on so many levels, I have to say. Um, I was telling a friend of mine that I thought I spent a lot of time by myself <laughs> until this. <laughs> you know, because I realized although I'm traveling and going places what seems like to be by myself, but I'm always like going to meet people or going to do you know going to do something or going to hang out, even if it's just like a restaurant. There, there are still people around me, even though I'm by myself or even though I'm, you know I'm traveling on an airplane. And so I thought like, wow, like right now, the only place I go. It's like to the grocery store and then I run around the block like three times for exercise um, because I go to the gym at least three or four days a week, sometimes five days a week. So I'm seeing people at the gym. And so I just realized, like, gosh, like, I'm like, um, I really was (laughs) by myself (laughs) alone as much as I thought I was until like now because it's like i run around the block and yeah i'll i ran into my barbara who's also a friend one day um and they're like 20 people i thought gosh it's crowded on the streets today and this is in downtown tulsa but usually you know i circle the block like three times walking and jogging and i'm you know i'll run into not run into but i'll see like a, you know some homeless people but other than that, it's, it's just pretty, pretty isolating. Like, you know, going to the grocery store, I mean, I've, I've you know, I've run into a couple of people I know, but it's like keeping the distance and just kind of waving. So it's kind of odd not, you know, to run into people and not, not being able to engage and have a conversation, but also not being that comfortable. hmm talking to people because you just don't know where who has been
0: yeah for sure so, so, so you're in oklahoma and tulsa right now
1: yeah i'm doing a tulsa artist fellowship um okay. in my second year <laughs> which um it'll it'll probably be extended longer um because i'm which we can talk about later i don't know how i can't talk about some of some of the future stuff in detail, but I, right now I'm in the Tulsa Artist Fellowship, and it's probably going to be extended. Okay. Um, I'm going to apply for the art integration grant, and because I have a ton of support here, and the art integration grant, like if I get that, it's renewable for four years. Oh, nice. So, so, and I'm looking to start an art house.
0: Oh, awesome. So,
1: yeah. So, um, and so they. I had some conversations about it, and the fellowship has been very supportive of that and what I'm working on now. But it's, you know, paperwork and proposals and all of that stuff that I'm working on right now and, you know, trying to iron out.
0: Well, you got some time, I bet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. I have plenty of time now. It's like, <laughs> like plenty of time. So that's one of the things I'm, um working on like getting that proposal together and the plan is to the plan is to invite four artists a year for month long residencies at Art House. And there'll be like other programming and other things like that. But just trying to yes getting that together. Um I'm like I'm getting ready to release some music projects, some, you know. I can go deeper into detail. but you know, one, but one of the oddest moments I had one day in terms of how I'm doing, which I'm sort of like still in the process of this. But I, you know, I I found out like last year, within a couple of months after getting a Tulsa, that I had high blood pressure. Basically, just just went to the dentist, and the dentist was like, "Oh, we can't." your wisdom tooth because, because if we do, you might have a heart attack or a stroke. And so I was like, what? So, and I was like, okay, like, really like, is he kidding me? So I texted my aunt and she was like, you go to the emergency room, you know, and I was, because I missed open enrollment, I didn't have the insurance, but I was using a copay with the dentist. And so she was like, well, they have to take you, they have to take you, they have to take you. And so I go to the emergency room. This particular day, there was tornado warnings. You know, so the dentist had called me to move up my appointment because it was like if, if we don't move it up, you know, we don't know when when we can do it because like they're predicting all these tornadoes and all of this. So they moved it up, and so then I'm in the emergency room, watching the news. They talking about the tornadoes coming. You know, I'm in between getting blood tests while we're there under the tornado warning. Like, I'm like hoping that you don't have to keep me overnight. Because I was like, I at least want to get back to my place
0: yeah.
1: you know, whenever the tornadoes, if they land or, if, or whatever. And so in the process of that, there was a shootout nearby. And so then, you know, so then a hospital <laughs> goes on lockdown. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like, and I didn't know we were on I I knew there was like some family of people in there like crying and stuff and he was like, I'ma kill that like, he killed my cousin. Like so I heard all of that, but I didn't realize we was on lockdown until they announced like we are no longer on lockdown. So and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like we like we were on lockdown and I and I just and I saw the police is coming in and out, but I guess I, I don't know if we went on lockdown when they took me in the back to get my blood and when I came back out. We were on, on lockdown, because I don't remember hearing the, you know what I mean, the first intercom call about being on the lockdown. But I remember he- hearing them say, we're no longer on lockdown. And so I was like, she's like what? And so finally, I got home, and then the sirens was going off. And then it was like all night of, like, and so that was that was weirder, but then what was even weirder, like I got on my, you know, diet plan and I lost 30, like 30, close to 30 pounds, but nice. you know, like two or three months or whatnot. I was like 212 and I got all the way down to 177, but now I'm like 180 something now. And so, I, so, I had, it was like, oh, come back in six months to get you know, follow up blood tests and blah, blah, blah. And so, it's it's like, it's been some kidney damage. And so, I'm thinking, like, oh, I was like, okay, like, well, it can't be that bad because they're not, you know. And so, I'm, you know, so I started researching kidney disease and all of that kind of stuff. And I say, oh, well, I didn't really know I had it. And most people who have it don't know if, you know, when they're like stage one or two. And so, I was just like, okay, gosh, it can't be that bad. So then, the six months go about or three months or however long went by. And so I went back to get my test to get the follow-up. So then like it was like maybe like two weeks ago. The time frame is weird right now with me. <laughs> like my sense of time. So I go for a job. <laughs> yeah, so like it was like it was like either a week or two weeks ago. So I go to a jog and I'm jogging around the building and I'm like breathing and I go, like, I go to the mailbox and I was like, oh, you're not, because I'm always getting letters from the hospital to use like a bill or something. so I go and open the thing and it's like, oh, thanks for choosing us for your, your stage 3A. It was like stable, stage 3A chronic kidney disease. And I'm thinking like, like, I'm like, oh, I have stage 3. Like I had like zero idea what stage I was in. I just knew they were running the test. And so I'm like, gosh, they don't call you, you know, call you in to So they're like, we recommend you get an ultrasound so we can find out the underlying cause and then we can figure out the best treatment to keep it from progressing. So it's like five stages. And so I'm in three, eight, I'm like I'm at the beginning of stage three, but like had I had when I had all my insurance stuff at Harvard, had I gone and used the insurance like all of it could have been prevented. And so, cause that was like 2013 or something like that. And I had something kept telling me to go get a physical. So I knew my energy had shifted, but I just chopped all, I chopped it or concluded it was stress. And then when my mother passed away in 2018, I just thought it was more stress, but I knew my energy in New York changed a, long, a while ago. But, and now I know why, because I was basically re- renal failure and didn't know it like so and a lot of people have been and are like i you know in my research i saw where tina turner was like she didn't know she was in renal failure like all you know like for a long long time and so she had to have a kidney transplant oh, wow. with her, her her husband or partner um gave her his kidney and so but she was like a seventy or eighty. and so then so then I call them and like, okay, I need to come in. And It's like, oh, we can't get you in until like May fourth, and we really don't want you coming here if you don't have coronavirus. So it's like something I could have gotten in two days or three days. I have to wait, wait until like May fourth to even, you know, get. I mean, get the test, get the sign. and then I don't know how long the results rotate because I've never been through this experience so that's it was kind of weird and like going online and like looking at life expectancy and then I was kind of pissed because I thought like jeez I thought I was going to cruise into my 80s <laughs> 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 and then it's like you might not uh, get to 70 like if you're a male I think it was like so so technically so there's like you found a few forty, so so literally what freaked me out is because when I calculated the years of like when you get your diagnosis or whatever as like my numbers add up to be 66, which was the same time my mother passed away. But it's not like a death sentence is like, oh, you might need dialysis or a kidney transplant. But most of the people who are in the stage I'm in, it doesn't progress to to that, so it's like I have to be on a strict, strict diet, but it's it's been taking like research and I'm still researching, but I don't know how fast it's going yet, that's the thing. But they say it's stable, and then I looked at my numbers, and my numbers are close to stage two. You know what I mean, like, it's just like some numbers.
0: Like right there?
1: Yeah, and so some numbers are peaking, and like my cre- 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 creatinine or whatever was really mm-hmm. high, but that day I went, I had just come from working out with my personal trainer. So it could have been peaking because of the exercise and the training. Because they asked me, had I taken any like supplements, you know, like sports supplements. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I was taking like guarana and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if that was affecting, but affecting it. But like now, I can't take like Claritin D, which was the only type of Claritin that worked for me. And so I have to take regular Claritin, but use like Flonase. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. But I have to say my allergies have stopped a lot since I've changed my diet as well. And so, I mean, I don't drink sodas anymore. Like I don't drink coffee. I I drink tea every now and then, um, like eating more vegetables that I've eaten in my whole life. <laughs> 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 and I cut out like, I've been cutting out some meats, but that's the hardest um, to cut out and the salt like I was like no salt I've, been, I've gotten used to that now but I mean I tell you when I, when it first happened I went and brought me some salt substitutes and so I was craving salt so bad that I was eating lemons with substitute with substitute salt and I go back to the doctor two weeks later he was like your blood pressure has not gone down like well you we don't understand because when I was in the hospital they had to give me medication twice to get it to go down to even release me. So that's how high oh, it yeah. was. And I like literally didn't know. So then fast forward, she. I was like, well, I've been using like salt substitute cause like I like just have these cravings for salt and sour stuff like pickles and like, you know, limbs on salt and, and so they was like, no, no salt, not even salt substitute because that has the, I guess the potassium or whatever, or something in it that raises the blood pressure still. um So then I cut that out, and then once I cut that out, then the medication was working. So now I'll drink, I'll have like a glass of lemon water in the morning to like to curb those cravings, and I put like lemons on my salt, and not not lemons on my salt, but lemons on my salads and all that kind of stuff to okay. just just to give me that tangy taste that I like. Um and so that's I mean so that's basically how I'm doing like so, but also having to be really cautious because of like I mean I don't know if kidney disease is one of the the main things that coronavirus attacks, but it will attack my asthma. So I'm asthmatic as well. And I think hypertension as well. I think it'll attack that. And so I have to be extra careful. For those two things, so I've been wearing a mask for like three weeks. Like I see some people in the neighborhood just catching up, but I was going to the grocery store with my mask, and now everybody has to wear the grocery store I go to. Now everybody has to wear a mask. But I remember like two weeks ago, people were looking at me like, "You got it?" And I was like, "No, I don't. I don't have it, but like I'm not trying to get it." Like trying to get that. <laughs> yeah, and I say you would want me to have one because I just come from Florida. <laughs> you know, like I I moved my truck up from Florida five days. I was like, I'll see y'all later. Like, like I knew it was going down, and I think people are still even though, based on what I'm seeing on the web. And of course, you can't believe everything you see on the web or news. But it seems like people are still circulating, Mm -hmm. you know. But I told a friend of mine, several friends of mine. I was like going to Florida, you know. I went because we we had a we had a family gathering that was canceled and. I got into this show called Skyway because I was been splitting my oh, time between yeah. Florida and Tulsa, and so I wanted to do work for that. And a board, me to come. I'm on the board of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts, and so I went to do all of this. And I usually try to schedule a couple of things within the two weeks or three weeks I'm there at a time. And so when everything started getting canceled, I squeezed in a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and I moved everything up and then I was like, I'm headed back. But the weird thing was on my way there, and on on my way back, the airports were not empty. Like I was seeing all this on the news, but the Tulsa airport was not empty. The layovers in Dallas or wherever, Houston, whichever airport were not empty at the time, and neither was the Tampa airport empty. And on my way back, they wasn't that empty. Mm -hmm. And I was still surprised because I'm like, okay, like, people, yes, and I don't know what it's like now because I was like, like, I'm not going anywhere, not taking any chances because even, like, I I live in downtown, so some people still get to work, but, like, our studios are closed, so it's like I couldn't give, like, people have been, people want I've been invited to do several online studio tours, but they're gonna all be from my apartment because like yeah. they let us in the other day to get stuff out that we needed. So I went and got a few things so I can make some work here, but like I'm, I'm really restricted and yeah. And just, so just, you know, I've been watching movies, have a movie night every night. <laughs> I've been projecting movies. Um,
0: what are you watching?
1: So yeah, I watch, so I watch, like sometimes, so I watch my soap operas daily, but now the soap operas are down to four days a week because they halted production. So the soaps I watch may run out of episodes and and they play reruns on Friday, but you have to see the reruns live. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I have CBS All Access. And today I went to see a classic episode, but the news were on giving us the COVID Mm -hmm. update. And so... I saw like ten minutes. Um, so I've been doing soap operas, The Golden Girls, The Jeffersons. Um, I watched Johnny Guitar by Joan Crawford, which I had never seen, but I watched a lot of her movies. Um, I watched her Human Bondage with Betty Davis. One of her movies that I hadn't watched like all the way through, I sort of went through. And then, because um, that's also that's a pre-cold movie, like before they had the colds in Hollywood. And so I've been going back watching those. So I watched one backstreet because that's when people, they were kind of like mm-hmm. prostitutes and, you know, the underground world and they didn't have the censorship, sort of, mm-hmm. so to say. And so they, they, were, they were more of my alley in terms of. In terms <laughs> of so I've been going back watching those. Um, I decided to go back and watch Roots, like all the episodes you okay. know and I kept because I could never get through it when I was younger but then I watched it and so it kind of sat with me I was like jeez I'm so happy they got off the plantation but <laughs> I was kind of like why like why hadn't I gotten through that and like I'm kind of embarrassed that I was in Africana studies you know taking classes there and had and been able to get through the movie but then today I went back and watched this documentary that I created in undergrad to tell this, the story of my town turning one hundred, actually used footage from Roots, because I kept and so then I was like, okay, well, and it was like this, it was like the the final scenes that I used, like the Emancipation, and I was like, okay, gosh, like I must have watched this, you know what I mean? I just don't remember watching it all the way through, but I so I I I did that and then I. Like I think I watched like one or two episodes tonight, So it was like I was, you know, I was born in 77 when it came out. So it was like the, the highest rated miniseries. So it was like I kind of had my own little miniseries week while I would watch, you know, one or two of those. And then I'll usually fall asleep watching the Jeffersons or the Golden or the Golden Girls. Um, then I'll wake up in the morning. I'll get a dose of CNN. And then sometimes... Wow. Oh, a I small dose, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll get my little update, and then either I'll put on like, I've been listening to like this old gospel music, Um, I forget the name of this group, but they, they've been playing like, it's like old lo-fi, like obscure gospels, um, but it doesn't sound that different from like the soul music, and so I've been kind of watching, like listening to some of those playlists, Um, some of the contemporaries people I listen to, like Tony Braxton, or Whitney Houston. Um, I cook for myself, you know, every day. And so, because I, for the, you know, because I have to have like no salt. And so just about everything has salt in it. And then there's a place, gosh, I, I can't even think of the name of the place. So it's right downstairs. I go to that all the time, which I'll probably go there tonight order online and go pick up a salad um, called Lone Wolf. And so so a lot of my time is spent preparing food in the morning, like I have breakfast and I have to prepare, season my food so it can marinate um, by the evening. So then I'll cook and you know, I'll watch a soap opera then I'll project a movie. But there's no soap opera today because it's Friday. Friday. They're, not, they're not showing the original episodes on Fridays anymore. And so those episodes don't post to the website. And so I'll probably just watch maybe like one or two movies tonight um, with my Lone Wolf salad. And in terms of, I I, I don't want to say free time. (laughs) 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 But it's like I have so much of that. Um, But I am, but I'm releasing the album. Oh, nice. An EP, an EP. Um, so I'm releasing the EP and so it's the pre-order will be available on Sunday. And so I sent Gretchen the cover for the EP and for images. And so the album will come out May 8th. It was always intended to come out May 8th, but the only thing is I was in the middle of, we were like a couple of days away from shooting the music video I wanted to launch on May 8th where it all got postponed and we, so we got shut down um by the city like and the fellowship and so I'll shoot that video when when this when this is over mm-hmm. but I'm going to show I'm going to I think um cuz I'm also showing videos from the past video arts on my YouTube channel oh nice which I started doing because I needed something to look forward to. But I think the week before, the week and a half before the album is released, I'll post I Put a Spell on You as a standalone music video. Um, I Put a Spell on You was in season three of As I Might My Turn, which is on my YouTube. So I'm going to put that as a standalone video. And then on May 8th, I'm going to release the video for J Des Sentiments, which means I got feeling. It's just like a French... French tape, uh, just the French English version of the song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I shot the video at a residency last year in, what's her face, um, in Cassis, France, um, okay. at the Dow Institute, which is hosted at the Camargo Foundation. So that'll be the first video, that'll be the second video that'll launch the day the album is released or the EP is released, instead of Long Ding Dong Blues, which is what I wanted to release um it's a blues and jazz album and so so that's something i'm looking forward to and every week i'm releasing until and actually until i started release of the album i'm releasing old video pieces performances video art pieces on my youtube and if you go to my youtube channel you can see the days they're going to premiere and what is already premiered? Um, so I just, I think I uploaded "Melly Set Me Free," and then once people started contacting me about interviews, and uh-huh. I just say, "Well, I want to just upload all the videos I have scheduled, and then ask people to interview me if they want to go watch those videos. They can, um, or or they have to wait if it's, if if it hasn't posted."
0: Right. Well, it sounds like you know you're always so busy, and it doesn't sound like this is slowing you down whatsoever. Um, is there well, any? Yeah, it, it slowed me down a
1: little because I was supposed <laughs> to be the um, I was supposed to be the moderator for the USF the MFA. Oh. Um, this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going to be the moderator. Yeah, for the panel, and so that. I, canceled, as well as my page. The- <laughs> <laughs> Is that Wally? You need me you to call Wally and tell him you're I, I, I called the Margie department. <laughs> okay. It was Margie, uh, Margie department. Uh, so that got canceled. Um, I was just getting ready to get invited to South by Southwest
0: uh uh-huh.
1: last minute performance that it, that was coming together. That, that got canned. Um, there was something else. Oh, I had a performance at the Philbrook Museum to to launch the album. That got cut, postponed. Um, And the Gilcrease hasn't sent me an email, but I'm supposed to do a performance there like in probably, I think June or July, but that'll probably get canned as well. Um, A performance, but the performance for Pride, we're still gonna probably try to do that virtually. Nice. June 6th. So that's still a go, and so. Oh, and so I'm I'm supposed to be at supposed to be at Chautauqua, Ch- Ch- Chautauqua, up in upstate New York as a residency, Chautauqua.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm a faculty there, and so now they're trying to figure out the alternatives. If there are alternatives, I mean, it still might happen, but you know, then that's potentially there may be like another paycheck cut as well um so it's slowed down a little bit <laughs> but i'm just trying to stay creative um, and then the fellowship shut down our studios and so you know we're still getting our stipends and we can stay in apartments but you, you know creating there yes yeah, so i'm creating here so it's all, like i'm trying to just make the best of it but it it's hitting me in a a, a few spots. Because I was really looking forward to being on the, the MFA panel. And it was just yeah. like, you know, and then, but it's fine.
0: So what can people get out of creating right now in this strange state of isolation? What do you, what kind of advice do you have?
1: I mean, I, well, I think one thing, hopefully, I mean, it could go either way. I mean, hopefully people can realize what they need and what they don't need. But at the same time, Some people may just return to, you know, the excess because they haven't had it in a while, you know. So it's like some people probably going to overdose on what they don't need. Like, but I, it's been, for me, it's been a time to reflect and just really be appreciative about, be appreciative about life and the things I do have. You know what I mean? Like, I miss that studio. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, like, I really miss that studio. Like, I, miss just going to, to a restaurant, you know what I mean? Just, it's like the freedom, like just being more appreciative of the the freedom. And so I think like watching Roots, it it became more, it, I mean, it brought me to this time and space, like, gosh, you know what I mean? Like those slaves are on lockdown, you know what I mean? They don't get, you know, like, I mean, we're not, I mean, we're not going to get beat for like, walking down the street but we might get arrested. You know what I mean? If they don't like if we you know, we congregating and doing things they they are advising us not to do. And so I just think like it it could be a really a time for reflection and finding the deeper parts of ourselves. But I'm I don't know if everybody will go there. You know what I mean? I just don't know it's you know it's like i think for me like dealing with the chronic kitten disease is really making me look at things in moderation because usually so like usually i have asthma so like it's like okay like i know dairy products and cheese and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. make me wheeze but like like i used to have the habit of like oh well the wheezing all going away, so I'm going here get me some cheese. You know what I mean? Because it's not gonna be that bad. And then next thing you know, I'm wheezing again. You know yeah. that sort of thing. It's like it's kind of like that mentality of like kind of like relapsing. So I think some people would get a lot of it, but I think some people, unfortunately, I think just relapse right back into old behaviors, not being appreciative. But unfortunately, I can't really do that because I have to be like so aware of my body, of like of the stress level, you know, of traveling, but also just grateful, like, gosh, like, to be able to get on a plane and just go somewhere. Cause like what happens if that's, you know what I mean, taken away from me in a more permanent way where everybody can do it and I can't because of Mm -hmm. some illness. So I'm thinking about it that way. But at the same time, another virus could come in the winter and take it all you know take it all away again so i think somehow we're gonna have to be mindful and and not just of each other but also of the earth you know what i mean like i've been reading stuff about the air is clean in certain places you know what i mean and where it was polluted once and yeah you know it could be the earth i mean it is the earth speaking to us you know but i don't know if we're all gonna hear it or get that message
0: I I would like to hope so. You know, it's a definite time to to be hopeful for everybody to come together and realize what's going on and how we can make changes. But we'll have to see. So, yeah. If yeah. the toilet paper shortage tells you anything, I I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. Well, I kept saying like, what the hell do these people do all day if they if they hoard in toilet paper? Like, you know, I'm like what is a mentality
0: (laughs) are you good good on toilet paper
1: (laughs) yeah i'm good but it was funny but i had to get some um face tissues as a backup and then um one of the fellows say oh this this bakery right around the corner has toilet papers and so then i went around and got i got like three or four rolls and, and like and then i'm fine
0: Nice. Know, a lot I, of the restaurants I, I, around here are delivering toilet paper and things that you can't find in the stores. Like yeah, you I order your, your sandwich and then they'll sell you a roll of toilet paper too. Yeah, that's
1: how, that's how the bakery, the bakery, I guess we're doing as well.
0: Um, a lot of your work draws from pop culture and current events. Do you think this uh, pandemic is going to work its way into your work?
1: Well, I, I've actually got invited to do a project for um called COVID nineteen diaries, which is love, which is done for Love is Projects in Munich, Munich, Germany. Um, and this collector of mine, a friend of mine, who purchased my work years ago, and she gifted it to the MoMA. And then years later, she invited me over to do a. I don't know if I did a performance, but to have an exhibition and like be in Munich for a week. And so she contacted me. So she's like, you know. inviting you so then you invite another artist and that artist invite another artist but then they're like okay invite two because they didn't want to be linear in terms of how we invited artists and so um but i'm also doing a song with an artist an artist friend that i just met recently who a painter but also does music and so i can i can play to be um so I'm, so I'm gonna do the song um did i write the lyrics i think i wrote yeah so it's like i'm sitting here what the song is called ransacking empty space and the, the lyrics are, are i'm sitting here with no place to go spent most of my life seeking this space i know i've been chasing peace be still Let's get somewhere and chill. I've been trying to do it, do it, do it, do it. Not my wish has brought me to it. I've been ransacking empty space. I think this time I found my way to a higher place. Let's stay changed or to a higher plane. Um, I should not be complaining about the hand life deals me. Truth, reality, make-believe, either way, I'm going to sing. My way to a higher place, my soul loves the higher place. I'm going to reach deep within, pull out my next big dream and win. Nice. Yeah, so that's going to be, I'm going to do a video performing it as my character, Taiwan, K- Joshua, Justin, Queen, and I think Katanya will probably be in the corner making drawings. Um, okay. But it'll creep in that way. But I I don't know, like, but it may, it, some ideas may come later. Cause I mean, we, we sort of influenced by our times, you know, as artists. Um, but yeah, cause it's something weird. I mean, again, like I spent a lot of time Along, but it's it's like it's something way different about. There's something like really strange. It's, I mean, there's so many levels. You know, what I mean? it's like apocalyptic levels. It's like spiritual levels. Mm-hmm. It's like science levels. And you know, I always oftentimes feel like science and Bible are talking about the same things, but just using different language to communicate some of those things and so it's just real bizarre but it's also just like mother nature you know like i mean we know the earth recycles itself (laughs) you know every so often and so i don't know you know like i've already been like making work thinking about other planets and then you know and other existences so you know
0: might as well get on it (laughs)
1: I know. It seems like I was kind of going in a direction, but I was just like, you know, you know, but even though, like, you know, I, but I always hope it doesn't turn up cliche because, like, right now, it's like being in one of those, you know what I mean, apocalyptic movies where there's an outbreak and you can't go on the streets and all of that. So it's just this weird thing where... It all seems, it all seemed like it was make believe or like made up.
0: It's very or, dreamlike out there.
1: Yeah, and then it's just like, you know, I went to the park earlier because I wanted to take out the trash. I was like, oh, let me just go sit on a bench, and it was a couple of people out there, you know, and it was like, and it was strange because like. You couldn't really go meet anybody. You know what I mean? It's like
0: hi over yeah. there.
1: <laughs> and so it's like, I mean, it's like you thought we had barriers before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like these but they're like real now. <laughs> and it's not really? based on some weird sh- like race or sexual orientation. It's like no, you can't stay, stay away. Stay <laughs> away. Like for real. <laughs> no, or, no. Yeah. So it's just. So, so I'm thinking about all of that, like, you know what I mean? It is, you know, it's back to watching Roots and just thinking about, like, my gosh, like, I always say we're we're always going to be a slave to, to you know, to some system, because it's like, that's kind of how, like, humans survive, you know, in these systematic mm-hmm. societies. But, but, jeez. So, like, you know, if this gets any worse, like, you know what I mean? It's just like... Well,
0: let's hope not.
1: I think like stress not going to be, survive because of stress. Levels. <laughs>
0: so, talking <laughs> of surviving, of all your characters and personas that you develop in your work, who do you think would be uh, coping well during the pandemic, and who do you think would need the most su- support?
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, who would be coping well? You know the one. The, you know the ones who probably coping well are probably the ones that I'm gonna actually perform in this music video. Okay. You know, like, um, like Taiwan had disappeared, but he's back. But he's you know, it, he's, he's sort of, it, the song is about some type of you know trauma and just overcoming. Um, I think Katanya would be making work. You know what I mean? Like painting. Making work. Um, Kay and the Joshua Justin, I mean, they're singers as well, and they're artists like me. So, like, all four of those characters are artists like myself. So, I think they, because of that, I'm able to channel myself or that part of me into them. And so, I think they would probably be okay, probably doing just about how I'm doing. So, like, who, which character would not be doing well? I don't think K.K. Queen <laughs> <laughs> would be doing well. <laughs> she would not be doing well. <laughs> oh, Probably none of those characters, you know, <laughs> In yeah. medicine, she would be doing well. Like, because if they get stuck with each other, they'll be scratching each other's eyeballs out. <laughs> and their whole existence is depending on each other. You know, if it's like a robbery, you know, robbery, or just how that whole narrative takes place. And so I don't think, I don't think Cassidy Melton Set Me Free would um survive well. Um, LaBisha probably wouldn't, you know, she'd probably be like someone having a breakdown because mm-hmm. she needs to be bigger and larger than life as well. And somehow like a character like that would probably feel silence because they don't, you know, they don't have, and or probably online doing something, but I don't, I don't think, her good mood would last long um so i mean those are two that pop pop out like kk queen and labisha probably
0: just they're having a hard time right now yeah they're having a hard time
1: <laughs> like like they need something to do
0: uh, or... yeah so a D- diy aesthetic has always been a signature of your video work what mm-hmm. do you think about the current uh prevalence of minimized production
1: Wait, okay, go back, go back, repeat that
0: so you know your your video work is always very diy you you've kind of building everything up um, so the the current um, production that we're seeing in videos and kind of around is very minimal everybody's into this very minimal aesthetic, and you've been doing this for a while, so you know what do you think about that? What is your opinion on that?
1: Oh my gosh, like I thought. I think I mentioned it to, I mentioned it to a friend because one of the grad students at USF kept saying, oh, you should get on TikTok. You should get on TikTok. And I, you know, and and I've always been weary of any new social platform. I think even after, I mean, I got on MySpace and then it took me a while to get on Facebook. And then I it took me a while to get on Instagram as well, because people were telling me to get on Instagram a, a way before I got on it, and I was just like, Jesus. And then it was, then it was like Insta Stories, uh, not Insta Stories, but it w- was a Snapchat.
0: Snapchat, yeah.
1: But I never got on Snapchat, and I just got a TikTok account like two weeks ago, a week ago, and I got on there, and I tell you, I, I get so lost. <laughs> You know, like, I haven't um, even
0: downloaded it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, Rag Harag from, um, what's his, Hyperallergic?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was, a couple of months ago, he did a panel at Fieldbrook, and he was talking about, he felt like video art was going to be the way of the future because of TikTok, and he, w- he was actually showing me TikTok as well. But I get on there, and then I get, like, completely lost, because, like, I can't find my space or direction in it. And so then I see all these lipstick and videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow. And I just think like, oh wow.
0: Yeah, you don't need TikTok.
1: Yeah, oh, and I just, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So, But then I told my, I, then I, I think I told somebody, I, I don't know if it's the, the, maybe it's the friend I'm collaborating with on this song. And I was like, well, she like, I put all these layers in these videos. Like, I don't know, like, maybe I see, <laughs> I mean like, but you go on TikTok, and people just lip sync or create a video or whatever and they have all these hundreds and thousands, you know what I mean? And sometimes a million views and I'm like, Jesus, like, but at the same time, I was like, well, I kind of stick to what what I wanna, I'm gonna like stick to what I wanna do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like my work has to be layered and like never watered down, but I do think with so much of that every now and then there's something really interesting in that but it's also just to kind of look at how people need to do this gesture or try to say something within 15 seconds or 30 seconds or 60 seconds and so to me that part is interesting but i don't think i i don't but i i'm just like okay like it's it's interesting in a way for me because i i took a you know like long form narratives and like shorten them to like you know 15 to 20 minutes sometimes 5 minutes and where they compact and then i think like oh gosh could i do a few things in 60 seconds i did write a um a 60 second soap opera which i which i recorded oh The audio for but I haven't shot it and I was going to shoot it in Tampa and then I got the fellowship and I now I probably gosh I wish I would have shot it um but maybe I might shoot something like that but it was very like standard and still like a satire of a soap opera but I don't think I could have longevity in that you know although I do think it relates to it relates to, like, people need these narratives and these entertainment, like, when the soap operas were on the radio for 15 minutes a day, and then they expanded it to 30 minutes, then they expanded it to an hour, you know, they went from, ra- while they were going from, like, radio to television. Mm-hmm. And then the internet, you know, they started to get shorter again, shorter again. And now you have, like, Insta stories and TikTok where you're trying to get some type of entertainment from each post in like 15 seconds or 30 seconds. So it's interesting. It relates to how technology drives these narratives. But other than doing a 60-second soap opera, which still would probably relate to a certain amount of people it'll be very hard for me to exist because i need i need the work to resonate Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i think some of the 15 or 60 seconds or some of the gestures i see like they're funny but then it's like so gimmicky that you forget about it Mm -hmm. an hour later I don't unless, know if
0: it lasts an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, or, unless you're doing like one of the dances, you know what I mean. That everybody's doing, but like some of the stuff, like I was just like, how does stuff even resonate other than like some dance craze or something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then um, people do, but I don't know. Like I'm, I'm curious to see if it will, if it will get old to pe, people really quick. I, um, I think so. I really length, do. Uh, yeah, the length of it. Um. But yeah, I just thought like, oh, like, wow. <laughs> you know, I just like, and I, and I said to myself, I said, oh, I guess I was on to something. You know, like, you know, like just like from, you know, because I, I always knew that I probably wasn't the only person lip syncing in the bathroom, you know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. people lip syncing, you the drag queens do it. But when I started making videos, and treating them as, you know, treating them as like real productions. Then I thought, you know, like now I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, just like, like, wow. Like, yeah, it's just, I'm just, it's just, it's amazing how the world shifts. And again, I guess whatever we can imagine manifest
0: (laughs) definitely so speaking of the power of narrative and how central it is to your work is the pandemic changing your thinking about what kind of stories need to be told right now
1: yeah because i think so for me because it's like because i love comedy so it's like how do i do something and not seem like i'm making fun of it you know what i mean like i don't want to make fun of the pandemic or i would never make fun of it but i don't want it to be interpreted Right. Making fun of it, and so I've been thinking about thinking about it from that aspect, but also, you know, like the song I wrote, like not you know like a lot of my audience don't like when I go to that deep, sentimental kind of like other real part of myself. So that, I mean they 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 can get. I feel like they can swallow the seriousness of it if it's through humor when it comes to my, you know, when it comes to my work. And so I've been thinking about like, okay, if I tell a narrative related to this, you know, where would the humor be in the story? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of funny situations happening right now, but there's also like the reality of a lot of people dying. Dying. So it's like, so it's like trying to be careful with that and so yeah and I am thinking about that but that's one one reason why I want to do the art house because I'm just like okay this is the way for me to kind of have a platform and if I can't tell particular stories and I can invite other artists to tell those stories with their work you know what I mean and like give them the platform to do it because I think my thing is my thing and I'm and, and not that I have to execute my work a certain way, but it's just like I'm wired a particular way to execute my work. And so that's just how it is. And so I don't know if every single story needs to be told Mm -hmm. through my work, how I execute my work, but it can be told through other artists' work. Yeah, I'm
0: definitely looking forward to hearing how this this comes together. I think it's a great idea.
1: Yes, I'm definitely having those thoughts, and even think. And I was looking at these watercolors because these are watercolors in gouache, and I'm like, oh gosh, these. It has like so much more emotion than my other gouache paintings. I'm like, oh well, maybe. Katani severe, into some watercolors. (laughs) You know what I mean? To kind of represent, like I was thinking about stormy weather, the you know the tornadoes. Um, I have this one. I'm just pulling this off the wall, so it's like these buildings, you know what I mean. And where it could be a virus or a storm, you know what I mean. I'm thinking like, but the watercolor is able to ca- capture the, you know, the like that sort of feeling. And that's, you know, and I'm so I sit them up here just to look at them for days. And so, so I think, I mean, um, and I mean they're, they're like simple, but I think they they capture more emotion than I can capture with just the regular gouache. The watercolor can, so I'm thinking. So yeah, I'm, so a series of watercolors probably will come from being invited to the COVID nineteen and to really, you know, be thinking about. You know, we didn't have to address COVID nineteen, but you know, it's it's inescapable. So it's
0: it's what's around you right now. <laughs> exactly,
1: so it's like really inescapable, and so. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about, you know, like I'm going to release, you know, the album and, and hopefully get to these videos, but you know, I just don't, you know, cause I have a feature film script that I want to get to as well. And so, you know, I've been thinking about that, but not just thinking about the COVID, but just thinking about where I'm at in my life, you know, like for the first time, I have a therapist now, um, <laughs> It's you know. a good time
0: for that. They're yeah, making money so, right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, so then I had to come to terms with being like in middle age, you know, just realizing, oh gosh, I'm not like the 20-something, or not even the 30, like I'm 42 and like, what? And we're the
0: same age, I'm, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah, so like coming to terms, so that's gonna change my stories because my narratives, like you know a lot of those characters they they operate from an adolescence <laughs> you know space mm-hmm. and so it's just like okay like and, I, and they still can I mean it'll probably it'll make it more funnier but like I'm not I'm not operating from an adolescent space <laughs> you know definitely anymore but I think like yeah what kind of stories do you yeah, know what would I, you know, tell them? I mean, it could be as simple as like aging their kids, you know, like on the sofa, opposite being.
0: You oh know,
1: yeah. Fighting with their kids, so there's ways to do that. So I'm thinking about how to kind of, well, to bring the story, bring some of the stories to where I'm at right now, because then that way they'll feel more real, you know, feel more real in, in, in terms of my portrayal, and so to to how I'm just, like, totally weirded out by the COVID, you know? Definitely. You know, like, totally. And at first, I wanted to be that defiant one, like, you no, know, I'm going to my studio, and I'm going to still have get-together. And then, like, it took probably, that lasted two days. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, hell no.
0: No, don't.
1: <laughs> like, no. Because the fellowship, they counseled, Oh, uh, first Friday, like, literally an hour. And so we were already set up. Oh, wow. The, we went ahead and had the party. But then I thought about the next first Friday that I really want to, like, if, I say, even if they tell us we can, I was like, I don't think, like, I just don't need this uphill battle. And I don't know, because most of the kids that I'm, you know, ca- hanging out with and collaborating with are, like, in their 20s and early 30s. And so...
0: You don't need, need that. Yes, yeah, so I was like,
1: I didn't know, like, no, like, I need to take it easy. But they they shut the whole thing down.
0: It's probably good for everybody's safety. It, it, it yeah. is. It is.
1: It is. So yeah, I'm th- so I'm thinking. I'm thinking, and and it, it's ideas and stuff churning. But in the meantime, it's like I got the release of the album and posting those old videos, and then you know I'll get to. I, I'll probably start writing, of course, like, probably, like, after, like, after the album goes up online, and then I'll, I'll, that's probably when I'll start writing, because I'm, again, you know, like, sometime in May, so hopefully, hopefully we'll be close to, uh, you know, having the, you know, what, the stay home orders? Lifted, yeah. And then, you know, but I don't, that's going to be weird, because, like, Cause even like creating, you have to plan, you know what I mean? Like, and so people can't really plan cause they don't know when the thing is going to be lifted. You know what I mean? So I feel like most planning, maybe some people are planning to have it figured out, but I feel like most planning will probably happen after the lift. You know what I mean? So people right. know it's okay to move forward to do things. And I don't know, but like it's something weird because it's like if it lasts, it the summer. Then it overlaps into the winter, then it's even scarier.
0: Yeah, because cause then it comes back apparently. It, or?
1: yeah, well it can because in some like northern states, you know what I mean, like they have shorter summers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That you know, but if people traveling, then they carrying the thing. With, you know, it's with them
0: everywhere. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to snow here in like two days. Oh, wow. It's and, snowing. You know, it's, snowing, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in the 50s here. So the
1: temp- so it's sunny outside, but it's colder than it was supposed to be around this time of the year. Like, it was 80-something the other day, and then it dipped into the 30s one night. And so now I think it's going to be rainy or something like that over the weekend. I have to go double-check the weather. So it's cooler here
0: than... Yeah, I figured it'd be warmer there. Oklahoma. So... So well, let's
1: it's in the 50s, 50s 50s 60s. Um, people have like sweaters on. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like the people that are running are like in you know, in their outfits, but you no know, it's it's a little chilly out there today.
0: Yeah. It's so good. let let's say this thing gets lifted, you know, next week. Everybody's cured. there's nothing else. What's the first thing you do when you're out of there?
1: Oh my gosh, what's the first thing I'm going to do?
0: Not eat no. salt, obviously. Oh, no, not eat salt. Like, I'm,
1: I'm probably going to go to my studio and, ho- and hopefully if it's a sunny day, like, let up my garage and probably just sit there and just like, oh, just exhale. Like, because I was so looking forward to these days when it was warm mm-hmm. and I could lift up my garage door and just kind of work with the door open. And th- that's, like, not happening. So that would probably be the first thing. Um... yeah that would be the first thing because i mean honestly i mean i still get to go to the grocery store um i can still go see my chiropractor <laughs> uh, because it's an essential service yeah. uh and i'll probably see what my friends are doing and probably go you know to you know a few restaurants and a, and and i think organize a gathering nice in my studio um that would be like, my gosh, I'll go get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
0: I know people are taking the haircutting into their own hands. It's getting a yeah. little worrisome.
1: <laughs> that would be that would be how my priority. And, man, if, but if I was, like, in Florida, I will be in my truck on my way to the beach, you know. Yep. So, you know, it's like, and I don't have my truck here. So it's like, but that would technically be the first thing I would,
0: you know like be on my
1: way to the beach.
0: Well, Caleb, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I uh, will link to your website. Looking forward to that album um, and your YouTube page, posting all those videos. So we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's guests on our website, remcad.edu forward slash remotely creative. And don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotely at remcad.edu. That's R-M-C-A-D Make sure to subscribe to Remotely Creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, Josh Smith, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Once again, take care of yourself and take care of each other. We'll see you soon.